Listen, welcome to the Hey Listen Games cast. This is episode 108. My name is Jeffrey Morse. Joining me here today is the Nathan Wagner. Hey, how's it going? We're here. We got things working, up, up and running. And uh, also joining us today is our third cohort, uh, finally back. We have Rob Douglas. How's it going, Rob? I feel, I feel like I've come back from the dead. Like, <laughs> Dude, you have been You've dead. earned like, earned your break. Though. Yes, yes. You've been, you've been working yeah. hard this summer. I know you guys had a, a lot of good time uh, off with the family and stuff. But we are definitely glad to have you back here on the show. Yeah, me too. I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad that we've kind of got, hopefully maybe got our technical issues figured out. Yeah. They- Don't say anything. It just, <laughs> hopefully will work. Don't No, yeah. We um, missed the show last week due to some uh, technical issues. Uh, had, had a couple issues before we got started here today, but we are here. You can hear us. If you're listening to us now, thank you for uh, bearing with us. Uh, shout out to Anthony as well for uh, helping us do some troubleshooting. Um, and be sure to check out his project podcast the real talk about video games he's got some uh, got some good stuff on there uh, but anyways uh, we're gonna talking all about uh, xbox they announced a new pricing model for their uh, xbox consoles today uh, that'll be kind of our main segment today we've been playing a lot of games as well so we'll end the show with that um but we have actually a lot of news that's kind of piled up these last two weeks um the first being shovel knight is digging his way into rivals of aether as the final dlc character so he's uh the second guest character after after ori um joined the cast but man shovel knight is literally everywhere like he's in so many games now including you know another great fighting game in rivals of aether um were you guys uh surprised by this Uh, and what'd you guys uh think of the reveal uh they put whoever put it together they made a really really cool awesome reveal trailer with really really great artwork and was obviously, I think, somewhat modeled after the character reveal trailers from Smash. Obviously, yeah, yeah, Rivals totally. Is, <laughs> is based on Smash, but it was a really awesome video, and I think uh, he looks like he he'll be a lot of fun to play. Yeah, he's his move set is like totally very, very like heavily inspired from like all the different tools and like things available from that. Like it reminds me of Smash Bros, where they you know, take a guest character like Cloud or Ryu or Snake and they really work in all these different, you know, things from their games that makes sense for the character. But, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I, I did f- feel kind of bad for Arrivals and Dan because Shovel Knight got announced in Smash like three days before this happened. And it was just, you know, a cis trophy, but I'm sure that may have taken some of the steam out of it. And, yeah. you know, yeah, Yacht Club can't say, hey, we're going to be in Smash Bros, everyone, just a heads up. Like, you know. No, yeah, exactly. So I'm sure that was a surprise, but um, definitely, definitely cool. Uh, are you going to be tempted with this uh, DLC character, Rob? See, this actually is a pretty tempting DLC. Um, I have Rivals of Aether, and I'm, I don't think, I haven't gotten any of the downloadable characters yet, but mm-hmm. this is... This is a tempting one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've got about half the DLC characters, and when Shovel Knight comes out, I'll probably just you know grab him and the rest of them just uh, have everything and stuff. But definitely looks cool. Yeah, definitely check that off. out Yeah, if you're a Rivals fan. Um, and that'll be the final one, and then uh, they'll be working on you know making the Ultimate Edition of the game and porting it to Switch and stuff. So hopefully we'll see that all on a package next year. Um, moving on, uh, Amazon is back in the news making gamers sad across the country because (laughs) effective today, actually they have canceled their 20% off discount for video game pre orders. Um, have either you guys taken advantage of this deal before? Does this affect you? (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. So for myself, I have done it twice, and I got so mad at Amazon because both times they my game I pre-ordered it didn't arrive on release day. Like it was a like, like, did you pre-order them were, in advance? Like yes, no, far, I, I pre-ordered it like anywhere between like two weeks to like a month in advance, and both times I think there were Friday releases, and both games didn't come until like at least Monday or Tuesday, and I was like, oh well, that's annoying, because <laughs> the weekend, I was excited to play this yeah. game on the weekend, and then I missed. I'm guessing so they're I in really Nintendo games, so Nintendo releases their games on Friday, usually. Yeah, I, one of them was definitely a Nintendo game, I don't remember what the other one was, but I kind of said, screw Amazon, and <laughs> I've not actually had any problems with it, so I have the opposite account. I've actually done this multiple times. I think mm-hmm. if I haven't pre-ordered it in store... I've pre-ordered it on Amazon. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. So, well, I mean, regardless, I guess of our own, like I, I don't order very many games through Amazon either. Just yeah, I've heard a couple of people, friends with bad experience of games arriving late and I do still have the discount, you know, through Best Buy and stuff. But, you know, I think Amazon, you know, obviously being the biggest really shopping website in the world, not giving a discount for video games anymore. You know, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's going to affect a lot of people and I'm, I don't think anyone's going to cancel their Amazon account or anything, but, you know, it's definitely something that rubs gamers the wrong way, but... Yeah, I think, um, I mean, this, they announced it, what, I think it was two weeks ago, and then it went into effect yesterday was the last day you could pre-order, mm-hmm. pre-order games and get the discount. So, Rob, how many games did you pre-order? Did you pre-order, like, 30 <laughs> games? Yeah, they, 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 they do the honor any uh, pre-orders that you've already placed, so... Uh, don't think so (laughs) i guess not i guess that means he did not pre-order any games but i know i texted my brother because i was oh yeah give give him a heads up i told him dude you want to pre-order pre-order smash and uh get in you guys Uh, still hear me yes Yes, rob (laughs) you are here we we can't hear but amazon is offering a ten dollar um gift card with i think select pre-orders um and it's just a general amazon hey you know after you buy the game and it ships we'll give you a ten dollar credit to something else which isn't bad but you know it's not really a discount it's definitely a gift card that they hope you use on something else amazon related yes it kind of seems like you know if you order certain packages you can do like the no rush and you can get the no rush rewards for something like a digital credit or something like that get like the digital credit for sure i mean i think similar to best buy who made their gamers club unlocked unavailable i believe it was in june Mm -hmm. so earlier this year they also have ten dollar like you can get ten dollar gift card on select games that you pre-order so it's pretty much the same thing as that um, they're just, I think it's just kind matching of each other. Obvious Amazon, like Best Buy and Amazon, were the only two retailers who really had this program. Um, Best Buy canceled theirs, I think, because they were losing money and they realized gamers were too smart for them. Yeah. <laughs> and Amazon was like, "Oh, no one else is doing this. Why are we doing this?" I yeah. Mean, they no, it's a big conspiracy theory because Best Buy, Amazon, GameStop—they all got together and said, "You know what?" There's no reason we should all lose money. Let's all get rid of our discounts. We all make more money. Everyone sounds good. You know, if not one person's doing it, we don't have to compete. But uh, I don't know, because GameStop had some similar discounts and had a reward yeah. like Pro. It wasn't as good as, you know, the Amazon and Best Buy discount, but they even canceled theirs this summer. So, like, a lot of these just gaming deals are going away, which, you know, gaming game prices haven't really gone up in over 10, 15 years. But obviously, and development the, costs have, so yeah. maybe maybe there's something to that. I don't know. I feel like these deals, like, 
these deals weren't around when we were growing up or no. when we were like, yeah. even like 10 years ago. Like these have all come about, I'd say in Us, the last five years or so. Yeah, this generation really. Yeah. This generation, yeah. they were available. Hopefully you were able to take advantage and yes, they're going away and it kind of sucks and it's frustrating, but hopefully you got all your pre- pre-orders in, I guess. <laughs> no, actually it's actually smash. Bros. I think they've been around for like 10 years. Yeah, I don't, it could have been. I was just well. Yeah, Best Buy the, the one at Best Buy has been around for a while, but it used to be like a hundred dollars a year or something. So it wasn't, it wasn't really yeah, worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they've evolved, and I think this is just a continuation of the evolving. Like, what do we do with video games and the price of video games and stuff? And so, I'm sure while this is kind of tragic, I also think that we're going to go away from actual discs. And yes. we're going to see a lot more streaming services because I know like even Amazon's already kind of doing a lot with uh, Twitch Prime. And so, mm. yeah, no, that's just going to continually get pushed a little more, a little more until we're we're all there. I probably. mean, I guess that's my other question relating to this is do you the only reason I've really been buying physical games? I mean, yes, I like them and they're nice. But the main reason I've been buying them over the last few years is because of these discount programs where I can mm. get them for cheaper. Now that those are basically gone and it's the same price to just... Are you going to buy digital more now yeah, and fall uh, into their Yeah, hands? exactly. Like, do you think... Are you guys going to do that? I think I probably will, but we will... I guess we'll see. Yeah. As I a don't... long-term, like, Steam user, I'm already pretty digital in most of my... Compu- <laughs> and, and, like, pretty much all yeah. my computer games are digital. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even games that I had on disc, I've bought in Steam. I have Age of Empires 2 on disc, but I bought it in Steam because it's easier to launch it from Steam than from... Yeah, Yeah, I I think there's a a lot of people who feel the same way. For me, being a video game collector, I'm going to hold on to physical cartridges and (laughs) disc as long as I I can because I like having the physical copies and to be able to display them or pull them out at any time and not have to worry about downloading or running out of space or stuff like that, but... I don't know. It's it's definitely creeping up more and more. And well, and I think the other problem I have with digital is just the fact that you're not actually buying the game. You're buying a license to play the game. Yeah. And so you don't own the game. Obviously, you know you can't share it with friends and stuff like that. But also, like, yeah. if the publisher decides, hey, we don't want you to play this game anymore. You've had the license long enough to be able to play it. They can take that away from you. Versus a physical yeah. disc that you can. Or even play. just yeah, removing like storefronts and stuff yeah. like. If you have anything on your Wii that was a game you bought and you didn't download the Wii Shop's down. Like, you can't ever download anything onto your Wii ever again. So if your Wii breaks or something like that, like, sorry, all your downloadable games are all gone. And, you know, in a couple of years, they might start pulling that and they could even start pulling games from the service. Like, I think Marvel vs. one of the Marvel vs. Capcom games got pulled off of PlayStation and, you know, games will get pulled. Yeah. But physical copies, you know, you can always have and always play and share and trade in so uh but yeah maybe that's a debate for another time digital or physical which ones do we like more <laughs> kid but, that's a that's a whole topic yeah let, definitely let us know we'll um, do a whole episode on that <laughs> yeah let, let us know on twitter at hey listen underscore games if you're not already following us uh let us know uh, what do you prefer digital or physical and why is because of deals uh, mm-hmm. or what um all right one of the biggest games in the news this uh e3 cyberpunk 2077 Got a lot of buzz around uh, gaming media and press, and uh, all of us uh, normal gamers didn't really know what to think because they didn't really show much. But they have now released the behind-closed-doors demo that they showed to a lot of press members at E3, and it is 48 minutes of straight-up gameplay of this game. And 
Rob, I know you watched through pretty much the whole thing. Nathan and I just kind of scrubbed through a little bit of it. And, I mean, is this game worthy of all the hype that we've been seeing and uh, seeing from what you've seen in the gameplay? So I guess the the first thing to, to just put out there is that the developers, even all throughout the video, I don't know if any, either of you guys saw this, at the very top of the, the screen it says, this is not the final version of the game. This game yeah. could change before this end. And the developers have been very adamant about that. They even have a little secret message in the middle of the gameplay that, or near the end of the gameplay that shows that same type of message. Like, that's one of the reasons why they were so hesitant to show it, because they got a lot of backlash when they did this with The Witcher 3. Well, I don't know I, if you I guys remember that. That is pretty common, though, in, in most, you know, game devs who show early builds. Like, I watch a lot of the Destiny, like, streams when they, you know, preview content that's coming out. And they always, you know, have a disclaimer watermark on the video saying dev build, you know, not final and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um that being said, I do think this game is pretty far being away, and we could see a watchdog situation yeah, where I, I think, the final yeah. game does the look thing pretty different. About is they don't want to like show this game and then have people be like, "Oh, okay, this game looks like it's pretty pretty far in development. It's probably coming out like in January or something like that." I think they would definitely want oh, to take setting their expectations time with it, for release date. And they're trying to set, say, "Hey, this game is still at least a year away, probably more." Don't and just because we're showing this doesn't mean that we. Yeah, you, you this s- is done, and you're gonna see the all of these properties. You click, and click the YouTube video, and you see the 48 minute watermark. You're like, wow, this game's probably you know coming out this fall, right? Yeah, exactly. But no, like, that's definitely not the case. Well, and that's like The Witcher Three. So the same studio a couple years ago, they released some footage beforehand. It was super gorgeous, and then when the game actually released, people were kind of like, oh wow, this is downgraded from when the trailer was. And, uh, you know, CD Projekt Red got a lot of backlash from that, like, you know, tons of it. And so they're probably really like, we don't want to do that again. Yes. And they're definitely a studio that cares about their fans. Like, they've always been, we are here for the fans. We want to make you happy. Yeah. Like, when they released The Witcher 3, I remember I bought a copy of it, and it had, like, four different things physically in the game. Yeah, like, like a, a huge instruction goodies, manual which no one does, really. and a big map yeah. And, yeah, and all this other stuff. And just so. the amount of content they put in their games yeah. is very, very deep. It's not like, you know, nickel and diming you for extra content or anything. Yeah. So, so but that being said, demo. is it worth it, Rob? Do you think this is living so, up to the hype? So here's the thing that I really was impressed by the, tra- by the trailer. It does look gorgeous. I mean, it looks, the gameplay was super smooth, and like, they, they boast the idea that it's a completely uh, seamless world. There's no loading screens whatsoever in this entire city. Um, it is one city, and it gave me a lot of vibes, so it's kind of like if, we were talking a little bit about this earlier, but it's kind of like if Detroit become human with the whole androids and stuff, met Blade Runner, and... Mm-hmm added grand theft auto in there but you're the police <laughs> or work yeah. for the the good guys ish well, yeah quote, D- definitely definitely blade Runner. You know, you're kind of working for the police and you're like an android kind of hunting yeah. down another android type thing like i mean anything cyberpunk is really gonna pull from blade runner in one way or yes. another like it's it's kind of inescapable but i think it's what you do story-wise and with your world building and characters at that point you know but and um, what what's super the, cool like, is so the world, do you think, was the most impressive thing for you, Rob? I actually, I don't think the world was the most impressive thing. I think it was really impressive. But what I thought was really cool is how much um, details are just throughout everything. Uh, the combat and the guns were pretty sweet, but a lot of the gunplay and everything felt 
clunky, and I'm I'm imagining that this is stuff that they're going to revamp later. Yeah. Uh, some of the guns and the abilities felt very seen this done that. Yeah, it, it almost kind of um, looked like something from like Fallout or something to me, like with the gunplay. Yeah, it had a little Fallout gameplay yeah. um, without the slow motion shooting and stuff. Although you could slow I, motion, yeah. but like the the VAT system from Fallout. Yeah. The one thing that I thought was really impressive, though, is how much customization you have. So you completely customize your character, you know, looks and everything, male or female. You completely customize your backstory at the start of the game, and that actually determines things. And then, like, just the customization of, like, the whole world. You can choose, you can get different parts of your body replaced with uh, cybernetic stuff. Like, she gets, Mm -hmm. in the demo, uh, she gets her eye replaced with, like, so she has a scanner and it can zoom in and stuff. And then she gets her hand replaced so it, like, can tell her the stuff about her weapons and increases her damage and everything. But also just throughout the world, this is why I thought was really cool. They do something at the very beginning, you know, they break into this house in this place and they, they rescue these people and there is nudity, which was a little like, I don't know if it was just like completely unnecessary, but it's kind of like this big mark saying like, Hey, this is super mature. Mm. And, and I don't. So obviously, this is a game not for kids. Um, and yeah, I would say yeah. that you know, well, yeah, exercise. Anything, ex- anything based off of Blade Runner already, you know, you know, that's yeah, yeah, not a kids movie. Honestly, exercise extreme caution. Yes, I think so. The biggest thing that kind of surprised me was this was the talk of V three. This is what all of the games mm-hmm. journalists who were there and saw the game they were talking about it. I saw when this went up, a bunch of people on Twitter basically saying, this is my new, like, most excited, most anticipated game. Yeah. And I did not watch the entire video. I watched about 20 minutes of it. But for me, I do not understand it at all. Like, the world looks really pretty, but it looks kind of very standard to a lot of other future cyberpunk type either movies or games. Like, it Mm -hmm. didn't look like it was anything super new visually. Um, it looked good, yeah, yeah. It, like people kind of gave yeah, Detroit like, a bad time about that, and this looks kind of similar in a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I the, understand that. I'm worried about the gunplay. Be, one because it, like, I think looking like Fallout is an accurate description as far as what it looks mm. like, and also mm-hmm. this is a studio that has never done a first person shooter yeah. before. This is they did The Witcher Three, and that was a third person are com action rpg like game. swords and stuff right? yeah and i did not like the combat in witcher 3 that was the yeah. biggest reason why i stopped playing that game hmm. is the combat felt very cool yeah yeah and i think that's so, probably part... gonna be more of a focus on this one yeah think, exactly with guns and exactly stuff. with guns and well, then... powers it reminded me a little bit of almost something like the the first mass effect game like just what that mm-hmm. um obviously that was a third person versus a first person yeah. perspective but similar in like having different powers and the combat not being quite up to snuff and so for me that all of that stuff kind of just come combined to make me look say i'm interested but this doesn't seem like it the world itself doesn't seem like it's anything new or yeah doing anything new that really really interesting. and i think this is what separates it from a lot of other games that i saw in the trailer was like you broke into that place of the start yeah and the guys that you attacked and killed there they show up later as a random encounter. Mm-hmm. Like, your actions there affect later. And then um, they have, like, this big mission that they have you do at the end of the trailer. And it literally could be done about seven different ways. And each of them is harder or easier depending on your choices, depending on what you do beforehand. Like, the possibilities, like, Detroit Become Human has a lot of 
branching story path. This one, literally, you can change the entire course of your story and your gameplay by making or a different yeah. decision than someone like it def- else. It definitely looks interactive, and it's you know trying to yeah. sell on you know the the hot gaming trend now of you know really your choices matter, branching paths, different storylines. Yeah. Um, like you know, I've even talked to some friends who have played through Witcher Three like hundreds of hours, multiple times, and they still say, "Oh, you know, I found this." new side quest that I never knew was in the game. And like, I'm sure it will be packed with tons and tons of stuff. Um, but for me, kind of like Nathan, I just don't know if that's necessarily a world that I'm going to want to spend hundreds of mm-hmm. hours into. I mean, I tend to, I usually don't with these types of games already, but with something like a, if it was like a movie or something, like I think I can, you know, watch the movie once and you know, appreciate it, but spending hundreds of hours in this type of a dark, world with those Just mature the themes yeah. like i don't you know I'd, I'd rather have something like you know destiny which obviously you know, you know i play a lot but something that's a little bit lighter fare and it just is focused on really good gameplay wise and gunplay aside from you know quests and dystopian stuff but you know i know there's lots of people who love this this kind of stuff and i'm excited for those people but this one yeah. i don't think it's really I, for I'm, me i think this is definitely a rob game with all of the different rpg background like all of that mm. stuff looks oh really, yeah really really intriguing very heavy with rpg and I'll, I'll say i'm still intrigued to see more and see if if there's things they can do to kind of pull my interest or mm-hmm. pique my curiosity but yeah we'll see i was talking to a friend yesterday on playstation who said he would pay 60 dollars just to play that 48 minute demo wow <laughs> like, that is... people are getting very hyped after yes. seeing that yes, for sure exactly i would not pay 60 dollars to play that 48 minute <laughs> uh, gameplay demo i would i i'm tempted for this game i there's some things that make me hesitate just a little bit it looks like the mm-hmm. gameplay combat's going to be kind of i hope they revamp it just a little bit yeah. um because it seems like it'll be really repetitive and hard to get good at i just feel like too, but... by the time this game comes out like it might be hard to live up to people's expectations. And yeah. This game was announced, you know, years and years ago, and we're finally seeing gameplay, and it's probably still a while away. We might even see this on the next generation of systems. So, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting yeah. to see how, if opinion stays or changes before this game comes out. But anyways, we've been talking about this for a while. Let's move on to our next story, another topic that greatly interests Rob. That's right, Assassin's Creed, back in the news. They've heard our cries. They've no heard the complaints. More. They're not bringing Assassin's Creed back next year. They're going to take another year off. They're claiming um, to, you know, work on a good, uh, solid version of the game, which uh, do you guys think this is in response to Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is coming out this year? No. Being very similar to uh, Origins? Nope. No, do you think because, this was pre-planned a long time ago? No, I know this because they, they actually talked about why they're doing this. And the reason for it is because both the studios, when they took a year off back uh, three years ago, mm-hmm. um, when they took that year off, both of these studios were working on the, these games at the exact same time. And they only have two Assassin's Creed studios, and they alternate which one comes out which year. Um, so, like... Black Flag did the same one as Origins, while this is the same studio that did Syndicate. Um, the way who did Unity? Or no, sorry, did Unity? Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, sorry, I got I missed one in there because I. So you're saying pretty much exists. forever now on we'll get Assassin's Creed game one year, then another game the next year, then a year off, so a three year cycle of game game nothing. We might. Game, nothing. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to say. They just they basically work themselves to a point where so the studio that just finished Assassin's Creed Origins, I think is working 
I don't think they have any more that they're doing other than a little bit of game support for their game, and they might be revamping for the next game in the series. Mm-hmm. But the game that's doing Odyssey, they're going to have just finished this game, and so the way their release schedule and timetable and everything worked out, there's no possible physical way they could get another game out by next year. But, I mean, from what I've seen, there has to have been some corners cut and like lots of assets shared between uh, I, Origins I don't, I don't and think Odyssey. It was corners cut necessarily, but just basically both of these teams say, "Hey, we're working on similar games with like um, we're kind of changing the Assassin's Creed franchise mm-hmm. and a yeah. lot of the assets and creation, well, even like creation tools and stuff combat like that were and leveling. Shared, like, I think a lot of things will definitely pass over. But I mean, that's pretty typical in games you know that that happens for sure especially with ubisoft where they have studios around the world working on different things yeah supporting each other i think yeah we can just hope that this year off again and the fact that they're already saying it means that hey you know we're to take a year off prepping assassin's creed the movie too (laughs) no that we're gonna get another kind of semi you know relaunch or reboot and really kind of rework like we don't just want another game exactly like origins and odyssey even if odyssey is great you know origins was awesome like i think hopefully at least to me that they you know kind of bring in some new ideas and take that extra time well you know yeah, yeah i'm really curious where they're gonna go i'm i'm with you rob i'm very curious to see what that year off like whether that means they kind of because assassin's creed is now and it looks like odyssey as well is basically a completely different game from like assassin's creed 4 as far as what you do, how the level up mechanics work, even like a lot of the gameplay and stuff yeah, is very different. And just even like the so, linear story and gameplay progression, yeah. like, yeah. Well, so, the yeah. crazy thing about Odyssey for me is that the fact that this is an Assassin's Creed game, yet the Assassins themselves are not established for another, you know, <laughs> couple hundred years after this game comes out, supposedly. They- you and hit so, us, hit us exactly. with that lore. Hit us with that AC lore. No spoilers. I haven't finished uh, Origins. I'm going to at some point. No one's finished all <laughs> the games except for Rob. Okay, so but let's be honest. Right. The game is called Assassin's Creed's Origins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't I'm pretty sure we figured out. But like, I, I'm I'm curious if they're going to keep that formula for the next set of games. Like that idea of maybe even going back further in time. Maybe going further back in history. I don't know. Japan already. What are they waiting for? (laughs) I know, right? I mean, Ghost of Tsushima is now coming out, and you've kind of lost that uh, setting to another big AAA game. Like, just do it already. It would make such sense, I think. I've been waiting for that ever since, like, Assassin's Creed 2. Like, (laughs) oh, they're going to go to Japan next. And every year I'm like, nope. We will have Next year they're going to do, like, India. India. (laughs) Maybe. Could be interesting. Um,. Anyways, um, our last big uh, news piece is we want to talk a little bit about Gamescom. Uh, that's kind of the world's biggest gaming convention. Um, news-wise, E3 is probably bigger, but uh, just as the crowds. The people. Yeah, they, Gamescom is huge. Like, it's in Europe. Um, so a lot, lot of little pieces of news have come out of Gamescom. There's been a lot of Switch ports announced. Um, like Diablo, Hand Time are coming to Switch, a couple other things. But Nathan, I know you said you watched some footage of Biomutant. Yeah. And, uh, so, let, like, what's what's up with that game? This this is a game that's basically a technically a post-apocalyptic game, I think. But basically, you are in. You can be different animals, and you basically are animals fused with robots, almost. Yeah. And it's a crazy character tribe designs. stylistic game. But the crazy thing about it is, it's like an action 
action style game. The system looks like it's somewhat like rhythm based combat, similar to like something like the Arkham games or something like that. But they just released like a ton of new gameplay footage, and we're talking about the game at Gamescom. And this game looks like so much fun because you can create your own character. The focus is completely on the gameplay like they said there's over half a million different weapon combinations within the game holy cow what yeah Yeah. that's crazy half a million different weapon combinations so and you can each weapon you can like equip and then add mods to it and make change each weapon so lots of customization lots of customization Mm -hmm. and within the game itself basically i think they said there's like i think is either four or six different areas and you like is it co-op or like how does is a single player it's single player i believe i don't think they've talked about co-op at all yet okay Um, but a single player you drop in you can drop into any of these four different areas and basically do quests to kind of level up and defeat monsters and the game is non-linear so you can defeat any of those in any one way and then there's uh like this giant I forget what it is, but basically like a giant tree or something like that that's trying to destroy the, the Deku earth. tree is evil and now. You can and you're trying to defeat him, but you can also just allow him to destroy the world and be okay with Wait, that. What? So so it's like a you know good or evil choices type thing. Yes, exactly. I okay. think the so the story is isn't like, going to be super important in this game. Just the focus, just on the freedom of how you want to play, free flowing combat, and so this is kind of, of more like weapons hmm. looks really cool. This is like if Zootopia, <laughs> Zootopia okay. gets fused with, and Fable met in a post-apocalyptic samurai Jack world. And Metal Gear Solid, throw Metal Gear Solid, in and, Metal, and Metal Gear Solid, just and Rocket there. Raccoon is there as well. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so is this game guest starring Rocket Raccoon? Because then I might be more uh, interested. Well, the the character they've shown off the most so far looks very similar to like oh, okay. a raccoon. Okay, so. makes yeah. I, th- I think I saw a crazy penguin character. In there. Yeah, that, exactly. That so makes me interested. Just look up the footage. This game, I think this game is scheduled for release summer 2019 next year, but we'll see. Okay. Um, so if just you look can up be a the, penguin, it looks I'm, like I'm a very in. unique um, idea for a game that looks to be a lot of fun in a time in the later console generation when we're not really getting any new IP yeah. properties or anything. No, like yeah, that. it's so, good to see a new IP that looks cool. looks promising for sure. Um, can you customize your characters to be a ninja? Because if I can make my penguin a ninja, ninja penguin, that's like my gamer tag. Like I might I have so. to. And get there's this like game. I think there's six different tribes, and you can like kind of work with different each different tribe to level up that specific skill and each one nice. focuses on a different, cool. different thing. So Sweet. it looks, awesome. looks like a lot of fun. Well, Nathan's pick right there out of Gamescom. Check out the Biomutant trailer. Let us know what you think. Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter at HeyListen underscore games. All right. Our biggest news story we wanted to focus on this week um, is about Xbox. Microsoft um, officially announced this week that they are starting a new pricing model um, for the Xbox One. So basically, there are two different bundles. You can basically sign up for the Xbox One S bundle, which is the current base model, pretty much, of Xbox One. Or the Xbox One X model, which, of course, is the world's most powerful console with 4K. And for $22 a month, you make monthly payments, and you own a Xbox One S and also get two years access to Xbox Live Gold, as well as Xbox Game Pass, which you know has over 100 titles. All the big first-party you know Xbox exclusives are there to play. So, in total, you're spending about 528 dollars. This to, is for two years. For two years, okay. 
So $22 a month comes out to $528 in the end. And really, you're saving about 20% when you kind of add up the cost of how much Xbox Live and Game Pass. Like, Game Pass is normally, I think, 100 bucks for a year. $10 yeah. a month, I think, technically. Yeah. $100. It, yeah. You know, and Xbox Live is about $60 a year. But the price on those two things do fluctuate. Like, I got Xbox Live for $40 for a year last month. And so this isn't really taken into account, you know, waiting for those things to go on discount, which they do do. But, uh, that's not too bad. $22 a month for a new console. Obviously you're paying it off for two years. You have to apply for financing that gets through like Dell preferred accounts. And it's signs. So it's like if you were buying a very expensive TV or something like that from a store. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're signing up to really buy something that you can't really afford right away. But I mean, I think most people can afford $22 a month. I think Microsoft is trying to get in to the market with this interesting pricing model. Um, Yeah. What are your guys you know, initial reactions when you heard about this? Like, were they positive, negative, unsure? I think it's really cool. I mean, just for me, the idea of being able to pay for both of these services, Xbox uh, Game Pass and, yeah, you know, the Xbox Live, all in the bundle with the game, you know, that with the console, that sounds a lot better than just dropping, you know, however much money right at the get-go to buy all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But... I also wonder if you can pay more a month. Like you, you, you can, to... you can. I you looked can. it up. Okay. You, you, okay. you have so to you pay at least like... 22 a month, but you can pay ahead of time. Like you could pay off the whole thing after three months. That's good. And basically there's just no oh, okay. interest. There's no interest for the first two years, which is why they're advertising, you know, $22 a month that gets you paid off by yep. the end of the two years. Um, so, and if you paid off the whole thing in like three months, you would have, you just have it, yeah, and you don't have to pay anymore. Uh, game no Pass penalty. and, and everything for the yeah, yeah, you, first two years. You, you still get access to everything. For sure. And I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about it, that's pretty say, good. If not including discounts, Game Pass is ten dollars a month. Uh, Xbox Live Gold sixty dollars a year, five dollars a month. So that's fifteen dollars. So then you're essentially paying seven dollars a month to have a Xbox One S, basic two for two years. Yeah. Um, if you look at it that way. Yeah, that's that's another way of looking at it. I didn't think about that. Um, I will say what's interesting. I was I was poking around the site trying to find you know do some research, and they said that it does come with a standard warranty for consoles. So that's ninety days warranty on like controllers, and then the standard one year warranty for the console. So like, if your Xbox has issues or it breaks or something after that twelve months, you're basically having to pay off another year of a broken console. Okay. Which I mean, why do Seems why not just extend the warranty for two stupid. years yeah, for this exactly. one deal? Like I don't know. But um, that was kind of interesting. But yeah. the X bundle isn't really savings, which is interesting. It comes out to eight hundred forty bucks. Okay. Um, when you're done, which and the I mean, Xbox One X by itself is five hundred. Yeah, it's about five hundred by itself uh, for sure. But adding everything in there, eight hundred forty total. I think you save about twenty bucks, Rob. You, you said you. you yeah, you say yeah. It's like eight fifty nine versus eight thirty nine. Yeah, but I don't really count that as savings because if you just bought Xbox One X normally, you can get game pass and live for cheaper than you know the price you're going to be paying for it normally yeah uh so that's not really not necessarily a deal but you know it does break that down um my biggest problem with this pricing is um the timing which i understand microsoft wanting to get in late adopters and people maybe been on the fence about getting xbox or already own a playstation or something else um but by the time you're done paying this off the new xbox is probably already going to be out in the market It'll or either be out or, or coming out, out very like soon yeah. and you're going to be sitting yeah. there going i have to pay my last 
you know, fifty bucks to my console that I don't really play anymore because I played all the things I want, and oh, here's the new one coming out for five hundred dollars that I now really want to get. So. I feel like I guess, this might come back to bite some people, but if you really, really played a lot and you played through like all 100 Game Pass games, I think you're definitely getting your money's worth. Yeah. So, Well, sure. I think one of the big things about this is that also with Xbox One, you get the backwards compatibility with the old games that you would yeah, get on Xbox. True. And so I think one of the things is just how do you use it? Yeah. For me, if I did this... I'm not going to buy the next Xbox when it comes out. I actually, you know, the fact that I bought a PS4 within a year of when, or two years of when they first came out was kind of ridiculous for me because my, I got my Xbox 360 four and a half years after the Xbox 360 came out. Yeah. So, you know, I've never been definitely targeted to late adopters. It's yeah. It's targeted to people like me who don't buy consoles when they first come out because Mm -hmm. there's literally nothing on them and there's no reason for us to get a console. So I'd be be quiet. Knack and rise were the best launch games I've ever seen. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, this would be like, I would be playing this one, even if the next console, you know, at the earliest, we'll probably get it 2020. So that wouldn't bother you getting this and seeing the new ones coming out and you're still playing on the old one i it wouldn't bother me at all i'd just be like whatever i'm still going to be playing my xbox one for a little bit while and i wouldn't go go ahead ahead, i was just gonna say i wouldn't feel tempted to buy the next one i actually might extend my xbox live and game pass for another year after the two years before i get a new console Mm -hmm. okay so for myself i feel this doesn't appeal to me at all, but that's more just because I'm the type of person who kind of hates buying anything where I still where I have to make monthly payments yeah. on it. Like you rather just be a able car. To it the only right. thing yeah. I'll do it for is like a house. Like even a car, I don't want to. I don't want to do that for for a big purchase. Like I'd rather just save up the money until I have the money, spend that m- money one time, and then mm-hmm. be able to you get like those cheaper discounts and yeah, yeah. on those services if I want. Yeah. To. So that's just my personality. If you can pay up front, you're definitely going to save money in the long run. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think it makes sense for people who either really enjoy that option or like literally can't afford to to do that, but they um but they can do twenty two dollars a month. I think it's an interesting business model. Jeff, my question for you is: you just got an Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Let's pretend that this thing came out two years ago, yeah. like right in the middle of kind of the Xbox. Would would that would you be tempted then if it had come out like two years earlier? Uh, I definitely would have been tempted. Yeah, if this was an option earlier on, like maybe when that. 1s yeah. first launched a couple years ago um i think that may have been something that would get me to jump on because i could probably justify you know the 22 bucks a month um but yeah i mean the the thing is as you guys know we talked about <laughs> earlier in the show even uh i really like physical games and the thing i do like about being a late adopter just getting an xbox one is i got all of my xbox games i got like five xbox exclusive games for like 10 bucks or less like yeah. all those games are yeah. so cheap now so like I'd almost rather just pick and choose the five, ten games that I really want to play and, you know, find good deals or get them used and stuff than paying, you know, the $150, $200 of Game Pass to play those games with other games I'm probably not very interested in. Like, I've looked through the Game Pass list and I've played tons of those games on 360 already and most of the games I'm not interested in. Uh, There's, you know, really only a few titles that I'd really want to check out for sure on there. But um, yeah, I think I think this would be more interesting if this was earlier on. But at this point, I I, I don't know. But I know some people are definitely 
looking at this, oh, twenty dollars a month. Yeah. That's not that bad. But all things like this kind of you, Nathan. I'd rather just pay up front. I feel like it's almost kind of tricky or almost kind of deceives you into thinking more money you have. I know that might not be the intent, but uh, you know, I, I just prefer buying things outright and owning my copies. You know, at the end of this two years. <laughs> You're gonna own physical mindset. You're gonna own some. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna own some gold games that they gave out for free. But all those um, Game Pass games, yeah, all those Game Pass games. You know, the Halo, Gears of War, all those stuff. Like you're not gonna ever go back and play. Like you and me played Halo Two last week. I had that copy, and we were still able to play it on my Xbox, and that was great. But you're not gonna be able to do that with Game Pass. But you know, that I know that doesn't really matter to everyone. So yeah, and I think yeah. The reason I think it's clearly obvious the reason they're launching this now is to test for whatever the Sc- Project Scarlet is that we've heard yeah. a couple different rumors. The next of. box. One of the rumors was that it was going to be like one of the two different options. One of them was going to be more of a streaming service box. And so maybe that will be something where mm. the only option to get it is to pay $20 a month for two years and get you know have xbox um game yeah. pass or xbox live or it'll, it'll be really interesting to and see. then someone comes to your house and takes your console back well either <laughs> either that or you just get a key pass with like the thing but it's just i think it's microsoft kind of testing and ironing out yeah. the kinks like the one year mm. warranty and other things to yeah. prepare for there is no yeah. interest for those first I've... two years but it would build up after that i don't know what the rate is or anything but um, it is yeah. it is interesting. I think they could definitely offer this with the the next box. And I, w- I do want to clarify, too, this is a very limited and targeted uh, sales approach. This is not coming to retailers everywhere. You're not going to be able to walk into Walmart and sign up for this. Like You have to specifically walk into a Microsoft store, sign up, apply, get approved. And like it's a very controlled small system yeah this isn't so this is this isn't gonna sell millions of xbox one consoles this is i think like you said nathan it's yeah so that sounds more like a test how it works yeah yeah Yeah. if that's Uh, the case i didn't i didn't realize how limited it was and in that case mm -hmm. it does sound like it is a test for whatever's coming next and yeah i think we got to give xbox and microsoft a little bit of credit right now because even though they've been kind of behind in this whole generation of console they definitely have been doing a lot of things that you know, you can tell they're they're setting themselves up for success in the future. Yeah. While PlayStation has almost <laughs> gone backwards. On yeah. a lot Ever of since things. Phil Spencer took over a few years ago, like he's completely trying to right this ship as best he can, and he's doing as good of a job for the mess he was handed. You know, as, after the uh, I mean, like Xbox the idea of backwards launch. compatibility. You know, PlayStation doesn't do backwards compatibility. I love that. That actually is mm-hmm. one of the biggest reasons why I'm tempted to get an Xbox One is because I can play my old games. Yeah. on a new console. Mm-hmm. Uh, game Pass, the idea that you can play any games out there and I don't actually have to buy them, that's really awesome. I can play them, I can test them out, see if I actually like them. If I really do like them, I might buy it. If not, I'm just like, whatever, I didn't have yeah. to spend money except for what I paid for Game Pass. Uh, the idea of a pay-as-you-go kind of, or like a pay-it-off month-by-month plan for an Xbox, I mean, it's, I, I agree, Nathan, as you talked about it. I'm like, you know, as a savings type person, I could probably find a way better deal than 20% off on all of that. I could probably get, like, you know, big sale and buy an Xbox S1 for 50% off when There's the next generation of Xbox is coming, Rob. Just wait. <laughs> there is. There is. Um, so, but it just sounds like Xbox has just been doing a lot of things to kind of test the waters, put out their feelers, see how these things work. Yeah. And I think... Mm-hmm. In you know two years or three years, whenever we get our next generation of console, we're going to see some pretty impressive things with Xbox. And I feel yeah. like 
It's going to be crossplay everything. We're going to go back to Xbox. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> this is the Rob approved stamp right now. Xbox uh, is going to be the hot ticket next time around. Uh, I I think we see the console generation shift and swing every time yeah, because for sure. we see the same cycle every time, and this is just yeah. the same thing repeating itself. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, anyways, I, I think it's pretty cool uh, that you know, at least the option is there. It may not be for everyone, but. Good on Microsoft for trying different things and uh, you know trying new ways to sell sell Xboxes and uh, increase the uh, brand. So, anyways, let us know what you think about Xbox All Access. Are you interested in this? Um, and uh, do you think this will be successful? So, anyways, that wraps up our main segment for today's show. And we really have a last 10, 15 minutes of the show here to really just talk about what we have been playing. So. Um, Rob, I know you've been kind of gone and around and stuff, but is there any uh, yeah. any games you wanted to uh, chat about? Yeah, it's hard to play video games when you're on vacation because you're actually trying to, like, I don't know, hang out with people and do stuff not indoors. So oh, video games were so kind of challenging. you don't take a vacation and just retreat to a cave to play hours <laughs> of, I don't know... Uh, World of Warcraft or something like that. <laughs> That's what Rob. There was a new. Uh, there was a new version of or expansion to World of Warcraft that came out, and I just put you know seven hundred hours in. No, the truth <laughs> revealed. Wow. Well, I'm just that kidding. Is, I, as a Switch owner, I will say it is nice when you go on a vacation. You can bring the Switch and. You don't have to play it at all, but it is nice maybe if you did option. want a little siesta time or maybe you're going to bed a little bit early, you can ha- play you know, a little bit of, of uh, your favorite game on the Switch for sure. But uh, Hey, Jeff. Jeff. Yes. Spoiler alert. I've had that for like 10 years. It's called my laptop. I guess that's true. You can play, <laughs> play on a laptop, but I don't know. I feel I feel, I feel like it's different with a, a handheld. Hand you, you guys all know all how much Steam Jeff loves, loves playing on PCs or laptops or anything. Oh, totally. Know, right? yeah, it's totally so. accessible. I've, I've never spent any time trying to get controllers to work on a PC. <laughs> ne- never troubleshooting I've that. never had a problem getting my controllers to work on my computer. Well, now that I have an Xbox controller, it works just fine. Like, those sync up yeah. fine. <laughs> getting GameCube controllers to work on the PC, that was, oh, yeah. that was my, oh, my yeah, trouble. Oh, yeah, for sure. But anyways, for sure. what, so, what um, have you played? So I played a little bit of No Man's Sky. Um, kind of jumping into it, I definitely am not off the first planet. My first planet they put me on, you know, you got to rebuild yeah. your ship and everything. It was this, like, inhospitable frozen planet where the Sentinels are everywhere. That's fun. So I've actually died, like, three or four times. Wait. I got caught in a blizzard and froze to death. I mean, this has Bro, been, what a it's great been, start. like... This is, this is what you have to do. If you get with, stuck with a crappy planet that basically kills you as soon as you start on it, just delete your save and restart until you get a decent planet. Restart, <laughs> restart. So are, just you, like, are you still on the first was, planet, then? Yeah. Dude, that's terrible. I'm sorry. I only played for like an hour, so it's not like I'm like super far behind, but I just was like... But haven't you made zero progress if you haven't really left the planet yet? Like, if no, I remember yeah, correctly, I'm, like you really you, got to... You like have to go through all the steps of like rebuilding your scanner and rebuilding your engine and doing all this other stuff and like retrieving this and doing this. It's like it's like a stupid tutorial for a game. Yeah, I'm excited so to just fly around the planets enjoying it so far is that correct no i'm i'm enjoying it for the most part but i'm excited to like actually get out there and start trying some of the new features that they've added in and stuff and hopefully play with friends sometime soon are you so. uh, are you playing in first person or third person mode i'm playing in first person or uh third person 
You're third person. Third person. Okay. Third that, person yeah. better. Um, I like it a little bit more. It just I feel like looks I would a too. A little bit better, and I like the first person kind of view. Just always felt very clunky. Yeah, to me. Totally. Especially when you're flying in a ship, like it really mm. didn't look good. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I. That's well, you can do ship in third enjoyed. person too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Exactly. So yeah. Kind of Star Foxy almost. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Well, enjoy so. the first couple hours of that game because after that, it just gets repetitive. I will say that. <laughs> Rob, let me know. I'd, I'd love to try out multiplayer with you. So. Yeah, I I think I borrowed it from my brother, so it's not really like I didn't buy it, so I have no investment into it necessarily. You're so checking I'm, it out. I'm trying it, just trying it for trying its sake, and hopefully nice. hoping that they fix all their problems. So I also played uh, <laughs> Overcooked with my brother, um, the first one. Yeah. Um and put in so we beat like we three starred pretty much the first like fifteen levels on our first try. Dude, nice. Um Wait, are, are you a, a three star guy or are you just going getting for the clear and just moving on? Three stars. Okay, good, good. Man, man we had to my repeat, own heart. We had to repeat a couple near the end. Huh. Um and the one that we finally were like, okay, we can't do this, uh, is the one where they have three food trucks and the one is going back and forth between uh, the yeah, two. I remember that level. Yep. And we literally, <laughs> we had highway. not, we'd done absolutely perfect all the way through there. And then on that level, we set the kitchen on fire like six times. <laughs> That's where things start to get fun, Rob. Oh yeah, totally. It's hard with two people. That's a level that I almost wish we had a third person to just stand in the middle and do some other stuff. But either way, it was, it was super fun. The two of us just doing it. So, um, and then I've been play- I played this game going through the steam library, of course, chronology. And it's this, like, puzzle uh, side-scrolling platformer type game. Okay. That uses time, like, two different characters that you're changing back and forth between, as well as time manipulation. So, like, one guy, the one character can freeze time and use that to jump onto different obstacles and stuff. But the other player can actually send, you, like, can send their forward into time, like, 150 years or something like that. Like the settings huh. completely different, so it's a lot of like, and so like different items, yeah, time traveling and stuff like that. Yeah, hmm. cool. yeah, or maybe not hundred. It's like is fifty it like, years into the future, but yeah, is it like pixel art or like what, what's that kind of? Art it's like about? cartoony. It would be like what you would see on like a Saturday morning cartoon or something okay. like that. Can, can we say Saturday the, morning cartoon anymore? Do people even know what that is? Uh, there's Saturday morning <laughs> RPG, which I played a couple months ago, which is... <laughs> it's a game. <laughs> no, it's totally based off of uh, the... That era, era, yeah. That era, yep. Exactly. That was our childhood. Um, but it was super fun. I beat the game, so this is... Nice. Um, I, I think I set out with the resolution to beat... Yeah, I set out with the resolution to beat 12 games, and so this is game number eight. Nice, you're right on pace then. It's the so I'm feeling the I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. So, um, but yeah, it was fun. It's really short. I think it took me three hours to beat. Nice. Cool. So, are, are cool and that's but it's super chill, really relaxing. What's so the name that was of it, fun. Rob? Do you remember Chronology? Chronology. Chronology. All right, and, you, and that's on Steam, right? That is on Steam. I think it might be on some other platforms, like maybe on. Uh, it might be coming to Switch. Probably it's coming to Switch. Everything's going to Switch right <laughs> Everything now. Everything is coming Eventually. to Switch. Eventually. Except so. for No Man's Sky. Um. Except for No Man's Sky. <laughs> but anyways, um, Nathan, have you been playing some uh, Overcooked as well? 
I have. I, we, my wife and I, we've beaten the first five worlds now. I believe. I think we finished the fifth world last nice. night. Um, is, is the fifth one, the wizard world. The fifth one is like the swamp and wizard oh, okay. world. I think. Um, so the the levels start to get really, really varied and nice. changed. Still, really enjoying that game. I think the the thing I like about it the most is just the amount of variety in the kitchens and different things yeah. um the first one kind of each world was very set and it's like ice world mm-hmm. or fire world and didn't the mix second it up one too much mixes the it up much much yeah. more there's even a bunch of kitchens that kind of morph halfway through the level and change which uh makes it a lot of fun but also i if i had a complaint i'd say the game seems really really easy and i don't know if that's maybe just like it is easier than the first one like, i think to be able to three star uh, yeah. everything it's you don't need nearly as many points like there's mm-hmm. we usually beat a level like in like one anywhere between one to three tries and three start in that mm-hmm. versus like the first game especially once you get later like you might spend like an hour on one level mm-hmm. trying to three star something yeah i've been surprised playing some levels as well like i didn't think we did as well and I'm like oh wait we three starred it like yeah um so hopefully you they know once we get to the end of the game four star the four, oh, a four star okay. a four star to the game in a um in an update Great. at some point so, so they're kind of already addressing the extra cool. challenge yeah they'll, they'll be addressing that as well which that's is good nice. um, i'm still yeah. waiting for that update to come out where you can play 2v 2v2 online to get with uh, i know yeah because it's it's cool to be able to play online, but it's sad that you can't play 2v2 yet, so hopefully they fix that soon. Yeah. Just... Uh, the only other game I wanted to shout out was the original Backyard Baseball. <laughs> I woop, woop. got that set up and working uh, on my computer. I really wanted oh was goodness. like feeling the itch to play it. Um, All right, Pablo Sanchez. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pablo Sanchez was my first draft pick. Um, <laughs> I, f- like, I remember that game being like not too hard, but I put it on hard, and I... There was a couple games, like I think I played like three games, and I had a couple games where I only won by like two or three points or something like that. So it wasn't like <laughs> it is a kid's game. domination. <laughs> yeah, but that game is just bring back some good memories. Blast from the past. I yeah, like, I'm still impressed because the just the art style and the way they made it. Um, even though it is mm-hmm. technically 16 bit graphics, like the look still holds up because of yeah. the cartoony. Era yeah, it's like hand drawn. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. My favorite memory of that game is actually not myself playing it. I was sitting in a college class once, and I looked mm-hmm. over, and one of the athletes, you know, athletes, <laughs> yes. yeah, he played baseball. Wait, why are we school. giving athletes a bad rap all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, just so you guys all know, we all played sports in high school. And... <laughs> it's true. So, um, but I, was I looked over and this guy, you know, the, one of the baseball players, he's sitting here on his laptop, and instead of taking notes, he's playing backyard baseball. <laughs> <laughs> of all, like all the games to play. I wish I would have been friends with. <laughs> I think you were. Okay, good. Probably. Good, good. Um, speaking, about, Jeff, what about you? Yeah, speaking of those sports games, I played lots of uh, NBA Jam on Fire Edition uh, this, nice, this last nice. weekend. Nice, nice. My brothers were coming into town, and like all four of us don't get together very often. And whenever we do, we always pick some old game we used to play as kids and stuff. And NBA Jam was the pick for this weekend, so I got the old 360 out and running. I got all four controllers and battery packs and everything. Oh like I have so many old controllers and batteries and charge things that don't work Trying anymore. To make everything yeah. work. So I finally got it all to work, and we played till like two in the morning. We did like a best of seven like final series. And uh, me and my brother Eric came up top, uh, 4-3. We switched off between the Seattle Supersonics and the Republican uh, politician team. So uh, that was a a lot of fun doing (laughs) that. It's 
when you when you play that with four people, it's just and I forgot how amazing that game was. Like I've played a lot of NBA Street, a lot of that NBA Playgrounds. I just realized how subpar those games in are compared to like there will never be an arcade basketball game better than that game. So yeah. it's I, true. I, I want I want it to be brought forward and updated. Unless there will be one game that will be better than this one. What? The next version of NBA Jam. Yeah, exactly. Like they need to bring back that same dev team or you. D- no, just just port that game and add new roster, like add new characters, like update exactly. you know, with the new players the last five years or whatever. But um, nice. yeah, LeBron is on the uh, Miami Heat in that game. If that tells you how how old it is, yeah, isn't. that it's like LeBron and Dwayne Wade are the two best players in that game. Like they're all like <laughs> maxed heat, out. That stats. Heat team must be stacked. Yeah, and like Steph Curry is like I think a nine on threes, and everything else is just like yellow or red stats look not that good so it shows you what era of the nba uh that was i guess yeah <laughs> but um yeah played some halo 2 as well went through story mission with nathan and play a little uh multiplayer and stuff and it's so so great going to, i just like am hearing all the lines of the campaign i'm like how do i still remember these quotes like 15 years later i think halo 2 may have been the campaign i played the most growing up i, I want to say because that was my first halo game yeah yeah um, yeah and that game is still a lot of fun. I will say the graphics and the frame rate are no. not not what I remember. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then again, I'm playing on a giant TV now, not a little CRT TV, which probably looks a little better. So yeah, exactly. and you also you're used to Just, playing uh, in 4K. Do you, do you have yeah, Pass still? Exactly. I was playing Halo Five like last, you know, a couple weeks ago. So I guess that's not really fair. Yeah. But um, yeah, I actually have a free month trial of Game Pass. I haven't started it yet because yep. I've been so busy with other games. So you're waiting for games. Master Chief Collection to play. Yeah, yeah. Re- they're adding Master, Cl- Master Chief Collection. They've done an awesome job updating that game for Xbox yep. One. Like, they've even added in, like, foreign language support for, like, 20 different languages and just, like, nice. tons, tons of really yeah. cool things. And you can selectively install um, certain games, like, if you want to be able to play Halo 4 multiplayer, Halo 2 multiplayer, and just Halo 3's campaign, you can uninstall just those pieces, which you don't really see on consoles, like the option to do that. So that is that is a cool cool update. But um, I do want to say, last thing, a uh, VR game update. Um, did check out Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, which is the most like cheesy, jump scare, just like generic horror game ever. You literally like get thrown in this little mine cart in a carnival ride and you just start slowly going forward and <laughs> it starts out in the tutorial where you're just pretty much shooting like little targets you know just you know little ducks and you know bottles and stuff like that but then things slowly start to get crazier and crazier and you have crazy clowns running at you you go through like this like pig Birchery place where there's tons oh. of like decapitated heads everywhere. You could not pay me enough money to. It's pretty freaky. Game. Like I had my brother. It? it was that same night, and they were just like switching off, trying it, just going, "Oh my gosh, like what's going on?" <laughs> but it's fun so to play I, a group setting like that. Yeah, I went to an arcade last night. You know, uh, with you know my youth group and everything and that nice. i was working with we took them all down there and is it kind of like you know the old school like carnival of the dead type games yeah or something like that where Carnival. you're basically on a roller coaster track and you're just walking along and just shooting the things that pop exactly up? exactly it's all on rails it's really nothing like until dawn like you're not playing a story-based game with choice and free yeah. movement like you're literally see, just think... moving down a track and i think that's exactly what i wanted from this game i just wanted a fun little experience that i can have friends try we could try you know we've got a big group together yeah just to see 
like my brother, my youngest brother would just like kick his legs up and he like ripped off the headset like 10 seconds after doing it going, oh my gosh, that was, that was so creepy. You know, there's little jump I think scares. that actually might be what they were going for because I mean, Until Dawn obviously is like a callback to the cheesiest 80 slashers movies. Yeah. You know, every, I, you know, every movie we watched back in the 80s was a horror movie and it's super cheesy and really, yeah. you know, and that game was known for jump scares as well, for sure. And then here it is. You're on a roller. You're on a mine car on tracks shooting things, which is like every 80s horror arcade game. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's intentional that way, I think. I'm going to yeah. say this is intentional. Like, it's not like Until Dawn the game, but... Yeah. No, yeah, it does does the VR really well. You really feel like you're in this weird little <laughs> weird little uh, world. And it's, like I said, I only recommend playing this in groups. I would not play this game by myself. <laughs> but, like, when you're playing with a group, you have way more enjoyment than the person playing it. Because you just you, get a laugh at Yeah, you're laughing at their reactions the, the yeah. of everything that's going on. So yeah. I, awesome. it is it is worth it in that, that aspect. But, um, yeah. So that's my VR update, but anything else? I uh, I think that's about it. Really, just played way too much Destiny this weekend, but I'm not gonna talk about that. Cause... Oh yeah, <laughs> the the new updates come out next week, and you can uh, yeah exactly chat, chat ne- your next week uh, Spider Man and Destiny two coming out. The best week for gaming this year, so it's gonna be <laughs> busy, busy fun uh, week in uh, September of gaming, at least for yep. me. I know so. Um, great. All right. Well, that is our show. Thank you so much for listening, sticking with us through the end here. Um, we would like to leave you today with just um, a moment of silence here, um, just in respect of the uh, shooting that happened in Jacksonville over this weekend. So just kind of in honor of Eli Trueboy Clayton and uh, Taylor Spot Naplez uh, Robertson and just their uh, their families. Just we were we are praying for uh, the families, everyone affected there and. We will leave you guys with a moment of silence.